Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hey, uh, we, uh, we've just jumped into a, a series that we're doing on the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, just this empowering, God's empowering presence. Um, last week, if you were here with us, uh, Matt kicked us off into the series, just talking about, you know, the, the, this incredible thing that we have as followers of Jesus, that, that it's not just about an academic exercise, you know, it's not about just sort of lining, getting our ducks in a row and lining up what it exactly is that we believe. I, of course, there is importance to that, uh, but we are also able to step into an experience with God. You know, through His Holy Spirit, we can actually we can, we, can, we can know God, and that, ma- and that makes a, a massive difference. And so as we, as we go through this series, we just want to stir us a little bit, you know, to be looking for the movement of the Holy Spirit, for, to be actively, you know, searching for that experience with God. And, uh, and I just think it's, I just think it's a, an incredible gift that God gave to us, isn't it? You know, that we can actually step into to experiencing that presence. And I want to I ask you a genuine, sincere question that has no obligatory right answer. And, and that question is, have you ever experienced the Holy Spirit? Have, can, can I just have a show of hands? There's no obligation. Have you ever experienced? Just keep them up high. That's cool. Awesome. You know, and for, for those of you who just raised your hand right then, you know, the, the hope, the prayer is that as we go through this, it just, it just stirs you some more, right, to be seeking that presence. But for those of you who weren't able to raise your hand right then, that's, that's, that's totally fine. But what an opportunity this sort of season is for you to experience something afresh in your walk with God. The, this, the, to, be, to be actively you know, talking with others, searching for, just looking for the movement. And, and the incredible thing about God, the beautiful thing is that we can experience His presence in, in all sorts of different ways, right? You know, obviously, as we gather together as the church like this, the gathered church, our hope and genuine prayer is that we don't just sing a few songs and talk a bit. You know, we want to experience God. We want to experience God in our worship together. We want to experience God as we, as we focus around the Word, as we preach. We want, to focus, we want to experience God in our conversations with each other and our connections together as a community, as a whanau. But, but equally so, you, we can experience God sitting quietly by ourselves. We can experience God as we, as, we, as, we, as we reflect on nature, as you're out on the boat and you look around and you think, my God. Goodness, the presence of God is here. You can experience God as you sit and have a meaningful conversation with somebody else, and you just think, oh, man, there's something, there's something on the ho- of the Holy Spirit that's in your words that you're saying to me right now. We can experience God as we pray for each other. We can, there's umpteen different ways, right, that we can experience the presence of God, and this is just to stir us and Next week, uh, Matt's going to continue on looking at some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, some of those opportunities that we have to step into to the, to the sort of the more miraculous sort of aspects of, of a walk with God. But today, I want to talk about something that's a bit more, 
It's a bit more foundational. Uh, simple until you think about it. <laughs> I want to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. About the fruits of the Spirit. Father, we pray that in this, these moments as we just focus around your word again, Lord, enliven it to our hearts. Call us and draw us in. Father, we thank you for the work that you do and the opportunity that we have to step into something of your presence. And we choose to do that as a community, as a, as a people. We hunger after you. So come and liven our hearts in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Some of you, I know, have just gone to a children's classic in your mind. Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut? Yes. Well, I a couple of parents rather. Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. Fruit of the coconut. Because <laughs> fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, goodness, goodness. You know, those words. Hey, hey, If you don't know the song, it's fine. Don't go looking it up. <laughs> but, you know, if, you have been, if you've grown up in church, if you've been around church for a while, uh, and I do not propose that everybody in the room is in that situation or with us online. Uh, welcome, by the way. Um, but if you have grown up around the church, it's, it's highly likely that you would have heard of the fruits of the Spirit, right? You would have uncovered them, looked at them in some aspect, in some way, shape, or form. And it can be tempting when we think about the work of the Holy Spirit, God's empowering presence, that we tend to think or default to more the, the miraculous stuff. You know, the, the, the miraculous moment of someone being healed, the, the miraculous um, word of knowledge that might come just to, uh, to, to come and bring something that's so important and relevant for someone right there in that moment. That, that prophetic word that would unlock something of your future in God that you never really saw uh, until someone sort of just spoke it into your life. Those are all great things, right? But I would propose to you <laughs> That the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, would be just as important, if not more important, than the outworking of some of the, the gifts. That, you know, Because they give us the foundation. They, 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 they help you to build trust with the people around you so that when you bring something of a gift, then there's actually the ability to receive it and to hear it from you because they see something in your life that has transformed you and you are different to the way that the rest of the society around you sort of operates. It's the, it's the foundation to the building. It's the, it's the hours of scales practice that a top musician does so that they can be fluent in every key. It's the, it's the base miles that are covered uh, before the race. It's, you know, whatever analogy that you want to use... <laughs> These fruits of the Spirit are, are incredibly important. And, I, and honestly, I, I, Thomas wouldn't have known this at all. But, you know, just create them in a clean heart. You know, how, how in sync, how in line with what the fruits of the Spirit are. 
that we are called as followers of Jesus to live differently because of God's empowering presence in our lives. And I'm convinced that being conscious the fruits of the Spirit in our life, it will make a difference. It will make a difference to you, to the way that you go about your life, for myself as well, for the way that we do our marriages, the way that we do our families, the, the way that we do community, the way that you are as an employee, the way that you are as a boss, the way that you are in every sphere of life. If we would actually walk out these fruits of the Spirit in our world, it will make a big difference. And ultimately, it will help to contribute to the community that we want our kids and their kids to grow up in. Right? Sound like something worthy, you know? Worthwhile of actually diving into a little bit? <laughs> like I say, it's simple until you stop and think about it. Has anybody ever been challenged to outwork any of those fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience? Can't anyone? Anywhere? <laughs> All right. So this list comes to us. I just want to put it in context a little bit and then spend a little bit of time just sort of diving into some of the ways that we might step into uh, this sort of life. Uh, with God. So it's found in Galatians 5. If you've got your Bibles, love you to turn in there. We'll have it up on the screen, obviously. But Galatians uh, is a book that Paul, the Apostle Paul, writes uh, to the church of Galatia. It's young. You know, they, they say that this is really early uh, within the flow of the early church. There's crazy growth going on. There's like, there's amazing things happening. But one of the things that's happened in this particular area is that there's been people that have come in and they've tried to teach a gospel that is not what Jesus taught. Uh, they're trying to move people back towards sort of a, a law-based way of thinking and doing. And Paul was like, no, 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 this is, this is a big deal. And so therefore we get the letter that he writes to the church in Galatia uh, to actually correct that wrong that has, brought, that has come in, uh, into their conversation. Um, so I'm going to pick it up in Galatians 5, like I said, and it's towards the end uh, of the letter. I want to read a few verses before uh, we launch into the fruits because I think that it adds into uh, to what he's actually trying to communicate, all right? So give me a yes, if you're ready. Yes. Come on. Uh, Galatians 5 and verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. All right, the flesh, Paul uses this to, uh, to describe the, the sort of the human instincts that we have, if left unchecked, go to all sorts of ugly. All right, this is, this is the word that he uses to, to help align us to what he's talking about. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Don't you love just how, how simplifying that is? You know, obviously taking the words of Jesus, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, there's these, uh, sorry, biblical scholar, how many laws are there, Simeon? 613. 613. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there are six can all be summed up in this one, love your neighbor as yourself. It, it, it'll sort out a whole bunch. 
If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit. Again, the word walk, it's important, it's significant. Uh, they take, apparently it comes from the, uh, from, they're taking it from the Old Testament, um, Hebrew word, halak, halak. It's got to have a bit of hoik in it, eh? Halak. Everyone say that? Halak. That wasn't everyone. Halak. Okay, it's probably wrong, by the way, in terms of pronunciation. So just, just anyway. Um, and it's this idea of habitually walking with God, building in habits, a life in the Spirit, habits of walking with God, like Enoch walked with God, habits ongoing, all right? So, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Anyone else know that conflict uh, that can happen in your, your daily life? But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You know, he's setting up this contrast of two different ways of living. And in fact, it's a really common uh, way of communicating within ancient, uh, ancient uh, you know, settings. We see it a lot within the Old Testament through Psalms and Proverbs, but also into the New Testament as well, where there are, you know, I mean, the choice is pretty obvious, but he lays out this is the, the bad way of living, and over here is the way of life. But you have a choice. Sounds like a good parenting sort of strategy, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, you can carry on treating your sister like that, but you'll get a slap in the face <laughs> from your sister. From your sister. <laughs> Do we need to wipe that from any recordings or anything? Then he, he, he leans into these realities, this, this way of life either in the flesh or life in the spirit. And now, just take note, spirit, it's not some airy-fairy, sort of um, out-of-body sort of thinking. No, no, this is, this is, this is body guided by God. You know, this is very much in, in, in practical, very determinant ways that we would be, have a life in the spirit. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Here we go. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Phew. That's a list, eh? Tell us what you really think, Paul. And they clearly won't lead to the type of community that we want to create for the generations to come. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, not the human-enforced acts, of the Spirit, but the fruit, the outflow 
of living a life with God is love, joy, peace, forbearance. That's the way the NIV puts it, but lots of other versions, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh. They've they've died to something of themselves with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They're not there as an exhaustive list, right? And they're obviously not uh, exclusive of each other, but they give us enough of uh, a mapping out a picture of what a life in God is meant to look like. The way that we are to walk every day with Jesus. Which is really challenging, right? <laughs> Just everyone take a breath. We're all in this together. Ever prayed, you know, that God would help you with one of those and, and then suddenly there's like, oh, like a real pressure cooker sort of moment of trying to outwork one? <laughs> so, well, you know. I mean, I can, I can, I can walk in peace really easily when it's on summer holiday, you know, when I'm down at the beach or actually maybe up at some beautiful Northland beach, sitting late afternoon sun underneath a Pahutakawa tree, kids are happy, ah, peace. But it's a different story to walk in peace when the pressures of your world are surrounding you and you've got demands on your life and you're not sure if you can meet those demands and got deadlines to hit, you've, you know, like, peace. It's in that squeeze, isn't it? It's in those squeeze moments where we, where we see what's really inside us that comes out. Those squeeze moments are important for us. They're important for us to be able to communicate something of who God is in us when the pressure is on. So part of this little series is that we would be stirred to live a life in the Spirit that reflects those. Alan Cole, who's a theologian, points out here that it's interesting that Paul does not here use the presence of spiritual gifts equally coming from the Spirit as, the, as a proof of spiritual life. And it's not that the church in Galatia weren't, didn't have that in context. You know, in Galatians 3, he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. But he's saying here that this is highlighted. This is what's important to live out as part of God's empowering presence. 
And if you remember nothing else from this morning, um, you know, that's, that's okay, I won't be offended. Uh, if you remember nothing else of anything that I say, I'd love you to remember this little thing. And that is just simply good food in, good fruit out. Good food in, good fruit out. You know, when, you, when you're talking about an actual fruit tree, you know, obviously it's what's going into the soil, what's, what nutrients are, uh, are provided to the tree so that the, the fruit can grow. The, the focus of the tree is in those nutrients and what's going in rather than focusing on the fruit that comes out. The fruit is a byproduct of what has already gone in. Good food in, good fruit out. Can you say it with me? Good food in, good fruit out. Oh, you're so obedient. Thank you. So I want to just talk just for a moment about just some simple things. Three simple things that can help us to step into this sort of life, all right? This sort of spirit-filled life that has the outworking of, uh, of these fruits of the spirit. Firstly, connect to the tree. Sorry, connect to the tree. <laughs> connect the tree. Uh, we've got, we've got a, a bit of a failed attempt at the moment in our backyard where I've transplanted a tree, uh, and it's really struggling. It's struggling for its root system to, uh, to, find, to find the nutrients. I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm feeding it. I'm doing, you know, putting on some of that, like, seaweed, you know, feed stuff, you know, uh, and other things. All the gardeners in here are like, oh, my goodness. I'm trying, I'm trying. But the reality is that the tree will not survive if it doesn't find the source, if it doesn't connect in for ourselves. We've got to, first and foremost, we've got to connect the tree, the tree of our lives. We've got to connect it in to God. Uh, and even Matt today, um, you know, he was, he was talking about, you know, if you're not a Christian, if you want to step into that life with God, at the very base core of it, that's the first step. If you think that a life with those fruits is a worthwhile endeavor, then do yourself a massive favor and step into a life with God. Because the intention is not, like we're saying, the, the human endeavor of those things. It's that we have God to help us. And he would love to help you to walk in that sort of life. So if you've maybe never made that connection, you've never made that step, man, we would love to do that journey with you. Maybe you came with a friend this morning, you're watching online, you want to explore some more. Chat to them, ask them about it. Just, just come and, and let's do the journey together of encountering God for ourselves. You know, for others of us, it'll just be that, that reminder, that's right, I've got I've to regularly connect the tree. I've got to make sure that I get this tree, this tree in the right environments. Uh, I've got to give it the right rainfall. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got to feed it with the nutrients. Uh, those, those basics of our Christian faith to explore ways of connecting with God, of praying, of reading scripture, of spending time in worship, of, of being formed by those things of God so that we could live out these, connect the tree. It's, it's, it's simple, right? But it's so crucial and important and at times really challenging for us. But each day, each day it's an opportunity. I'm going to step back in to connect the tree. God's empowering presence. 
It might be that as we've gone through that list of fruits, there is something in particular that really grates, that you really you find challenging. For me, uh, I find myself, you know, it's one thing to, to, to be patient, and it's another thing to act patient. And, and you, or the same with kindness. You, when, when someone is acting kind to you, you can kind of read it. And it, it, it's better than being unkind, right? It's better than being impatient. But the better is to be kind, not need to act kind. In terms of the patience things, I do that with my kids. I'm sorry, self-confession. They might be watching online, actually. They're homesick at the moment. Uh, but, you know, I know that it's important for me to be patient, so I act patient. <laughs> Jesus, help me. <laughs> The better thing would be for me to be patient. Just self-confession time, you know. Connect to the tree. Uh, Tom Wright says this. It is rather a matter of where your true identity lies, where your deepest motivations come from, and where the power that rules your life is really found. Where is our identity Found Is it in that place of security with Christ? Connect the tree of our lives. Let that identity be found in him. Connect the tree. All right? Secondly, we've got we to feed the tree. We've got we to feed it some good stuff. You know, what are we feeding ourselves with? What are you feeding your life with? Is it social media? Is it... The latest Netflix flick, you know, or like I was just saying a moment ago, is it the word? Is it scripture? Is it, uh, and again, again, you will hear this in repeating themes in different ways if you stay a part of Coast Vineyard for any length of time, because we love this stuff of being formed in Christ, you know, this formation stuff. And there is so much, you know, there's, there's so much variety there to find those ways that work for us and our identity and our personality to step into a life with God. And it's just about finding ways to feed yourself. As you drive in on the way to work, is there a great podcast that you can listen to that stirs you and your relationship? Relationship with God rather than just listening to Hamish and Andy. Sorry, again, self-confession time. You know, honestly, I always find if I listen to myself back preaching, I'm the most convicted. <laughs> Which I think is a pretty common experience, but I'm very much preaching to myself here. Good food in, good fruit out. I sense that for many here, this is the invitation. That God is actually just wanting to stir in you a way of being fed well. To explore it, to dig in. You want to live that life? Let's be people who would feed the tree. Connect the tree, feed the tree, and finally, give the fruit away. Give the fruit away. You know, a fruit tree is not there to stand back and look, oh, look at those lovely lemons. (laughs) 
If fruit tree's there to provide fruit to the people around it, to the animals around it, you know, let's, let's, let's be people who would feed, and, and, you know, metaphorically speaking, it may be the cheeky kid over the back fence who saw that there's some fruit that's ripe on the tree and just wants to nab some, you know, for himself. So be it. It may be someone who is in in desperate place of needing some food right now, and they need the fruit of the Spirit that you have in your life to come and reach in with something of God's empowering presence to them. It might be just in your your workplace as you're going through the day. Someone needs an alternative to what's presented uh, everywhere else. So an alternative to being reactive and, and, and quick-tempered uh, within you know, the social media realm, for example. They need a different example. They need someone who has self-control. Give the fruit away. Wherever you find yourself, whether it's in a planned setting or a, a spontaneous sort of moment of someone just, you know, you're just bumping into someone as you go about your daily life, just let's be people who... Fruits aren't flowers. They're not there just to look nice. You are shaped by God so that you would be able to be a blessing to the community around you. Let's do it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, our world needs those things right now. Good food in, good And isn't it cool to imagine what would be possible if we all walked like that? You know, just to, just to stop imagine if we just sort of raised, raised the level a little bit. Imagine what that would look like in your family and in your marriage and in your friendships and your relationships and at university and at work and around the community. Imagine what it would look like within our, within our church faith community. You know, imagine somebody comes in here and they're like, what the blazes? What have I just walked into? These people are incredible. <laughs> Connect the tree, feed the tree, give the fruit away. And let's just help to see that little piece more of God's kingdom begin to be established in our neck of the woods. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. Be blessed.